This is the 217 Recovery Podcast with Corey Winfield. Corey Winfield. Corey Winfield. Corey Winfield. You have a rich person's name. Like, you should be a billionaire with the name Winfield. Anyway, call me back, bro. First of November, 2020. This is the 217 Recovery Podcast. My name is Corey Winfield. I'm your host. Appreciate you listening. Listen on the app. We have an app. We've had an app, I guess, but it's uh, available in the Play Store for Google, for Android, and in the Apple iTunes Store. So if you've got an iPhone, go look for it. It's a free app. And we post blogs on there. And it's a little easier to get to, you know, open up a browser, go into our website from your phone. You just click the app. Podcasts are there as well. Resources, stuff like that. A little bit different. Our website, though, well, I guess the app does have the banner at the top, but the website, if you go there, 217recovery.com, uh, we are on the Amazon Smile program, which is like they donate a certain percent of what you spend to charity. So just by shopping for the holidays, you know, can help us out and we can help people in treatment and treatment centers. We're trying to deliver a lot of items that they need and we'll go around Michigan and, and drop that stuff off at different facilities. So. You know, if you want to look at our list that we have, list of items, 217recovery.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see it on the kind of the right hand side, sort of it's blue, like a darker blue, and it'll say list, and then it'll have items like socks, watches, stuff like that. People need that kind of stuff in treatment centers. So appreciate that. Fantasy football is horrible today. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> the 217 Recovery Fantasy Football League, it's the Fantasy Sober League. And it's just didn't work out for me, which actually I can look at it like, oh man, that sucks. I got beat. Ugh. And the old me, you know, two years ago would have drank. I'd have been like, man, this sucks. But I look at it in a different light today. I look at it like, okay, I didn't have to watch football all day today. I didn't have to follow anything. Just do whatever I want. I wasn't trapped. And I went to lunch with a guy who was actually in the league and I was telling him about that like back in the drinking days because he was like, this is the first football season that I haven't drank. This is what he said. And I was like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And, you know, I was kind of explaining how I felt trapped. You know, I would start drinking really early in the morning. And, you know, by the first game, by halftime, I was already passed out. And then I wake up a little bit and it just was horrible. And then I end it with like the walking dead, you know, and. I I felt like the dead, you know, the whole drinking from the whole weekend, it kind of caught up to me by Sunday night and it was just, well, it was bad news. And, you know, when I started drinking so early and then I would make the excuse of, well, watching football today, you know, I'm watching football. So that, that's what I have to do. And that kept me just stuck, you know, stuck in the house, stuck on the couch. Very, very, very unproductive days. And I don't feel trapped anymore now that I'm not drinking all day. You know, it, it's amazing. It really is. And if you're in recovery, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're someone told you, hey, listen to this podcast, these guys are in recovery and they talk about their lives and they're not ashamed that they're in recovery. And, you know, that that's cool. You know, and maybe you're you're thinking about making some changes. I definitely recommend it. Life is so much better without drugs, without alcohol, alcohol is a drug, but yeah, it's just so much better, you know, to live life with a clear brain. It was so hard for me at first to imagine, 
a life without drinking and just the thought of, wait, I can never drink again. No, that doesn't make sense. Like I, I can drink again. I'm different. I'm, 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 I'm not like other people. That's for other people. I can probably drink in five years. You know, once you get that out of your mind and, you know, change your mindset, it's our minds are so powerful. Our brains are powerful and what we feed into it and what we put into it makes a huge difference, you know? So if you can overcome that fear of, oh, I can never use drugs again, you're going to be okay, but it's tough. You know, we don't want to admit that, no, we are just like the other people. You know, there's a reason. You know, for for AA meetings, there's a reason that that people go to those. There's a, there's a reason for it, you know, because it helps them. So, just keep that in mind. Uh, a friend of mine had a question, and he wanted me to kind of talk about this tonight on the podcast. And when you go home for the holidays, or you just go home in general, I guess, and if you're around the people that you used to use with, or used to hang out with, and party with. How do you do that? You know, the first time you go back home, you know, and you had a little bit of clean time under your belt and this guy's got like nine, 10 months, but when he goes home for Thanksgiving, he's going to go home for Christmas. And my advice to him and to anybody else kind of in this situation is be selfish. You know, you don't owe those people anything. And if you're going home for the holidays, you probably have a reason, right? You're going to see your grandmother. You're going to see your kids. You're going to see, you know, your mom, your dad, you know, make that your priority, and make a list of things you're going to do with them. You're going to go shopping with dad on Sunday, you know, going to, you know, Black Friday deals with mom, you know, like whatever you're going to do, set that up ahead of time. And, you know, your friends will be like, or these people you thought were your friends, or maybe they are your friends, but you just can't be around them right now. They're going to understand. And if they don't, well, that's, that's on them. You know, I've, I've had that happen time or two where I'd go home and I was there to, you know, see my sister, see my nephews or whatever the case may be. And then I was gone and they were like, Oh, you're in town. You didn't even, you didn't even come see me, man. Like, what's up, homie? And no, I, I didn't come see them because that, that's not what I was there for. Now, if, you know, I'm home and a friend catches wind of, Hey, Corey, do you want to hang out? You know, we can do that too, but it's not going to be at a bar. And that's just how it has to be for me. You know, I, I don't really associate bars. Well, I mean, I associate bars with drinking, but for me, I didn't really drink too much at bars. So, you know, for me going to a place like Buffalo Wild Wings or, you know, Chili's or Applebee's, something like that, I don't associate that really with drinking because it was too expensive for me to try to drink out in public. Plus, I'm not going to have a beer. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get drunk. That's, that's why I drank. Um, to, to cover up a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings that I, I didn't want to feel. So, you know, again, for me, it's a little bit different. Maybe I'm um, sure some people can relate to what I'm talking about. But, you know, if you're going home, though, and, you know, your buddy's like, hey, come on over, man. And, you know, he's in active addiction still, and, and that's somewhere where you used to go and used to hang out. And you, you think you maybe owe him something, you don't. You know, and especially putting yourself in situations where you'd even be around somebody who, oh man, I'm not going to press you, bro. It's just not a good idea. You know, some situations you can put yourself in and then think, oh my God, why did I do that? Some situations you put yourself in and next thing you know, you are right back on it. And it is so hard to stop. It's, it's so much easier 
and and this may sound crazy for some people, but it's easier to say no. It's easier to not take that first drink than it is to stop. I know for me in my active addiction days, I would drink and I would start and, and then it was just slippery slope downhill and I didn't know how to stop. And then it became physical where, you know, the shakes and the dry heaving and it's just, it was miserable unless I got some more. And it's just such a dangerous, dangerous game. And, you know, it feels good not to have to play that anymore and to be on this side of it. So if you're going home for the holidays, if you're going to be around family, it can be awkward. I remember one Christmas, my, my grandmother passed away and I think it was my first Christmas home after that. And when my grandmother was around, I mean, we didn't drink at Christmas. Like we never, nobody ever drank at, at Christmas. And after she passed away, all of a sudden there, there was drinking and it was weird because I discovered this by looking for my stepfather. So I went down in the basement and I, I found the family members that were down there drinking and they looked at me like, Oh my gosh, oops. Like something like I just walked in on them plotting a bank robbery or something. And it was just very awkward. And it made me feel like, Oh, you you guys plan this all around me to, to hide this from me. And I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, everybody's different for me. It felt like, Oh, so they go out of their way because because of me. Like I'm like I'm a bad person and now I now I'm feeling guilty for putting them out to make them go hide in the basement to drink their beer. I don't know. You know, maybe there are people that are like, yeah, don't get that around me, do hide it. Um uh, I I try to put myself in, you know, my brother's shoes. It's his house, and if he wants to drink, he's a grown man, he can drink. He doesn't have the the problems that I do. He can have a beer. He can have two beers and be fine. Personally, I I can't. I I don't see a point in having one or two beers. I think that's just a waste. You know, why why would you even do that? But I try to put myself in his shoes and be like, okay, I'm him. And my older brother's coming over and he's in recovery. Why can't I have beers at my own house? You know, why should I have to tiptoe around him? You know, I shouldn't have to. It's my house and I can drink beer if I want to. And it was just hard for me to understand it because, like I said, I I don't look at drinking the same as he does. I look at it as like, okay, let's let's go get tanked and let's not feel this way anymore. And this is how I know how to do it. So I couldn't really put myself in his shoes. You know, I, I would probably then... You know, perhaps where I'd say, oh, well, if I was him, I would just say, well, it can wait. But again, it's not my brother's problem. You know, it's mine. And for me, family members, when they try to hide it or, you know, different people try to hide it from me, like, oh, if he sees that cake, he's going to eat it all, you know? Yeah, I will. But for me, it works better to not, you know, try to hide it. Just just do your thing. You know, it. I never you know, drink at Christmas, you know, I, I didn't ever drink over, you know, at certain people's houses or whatever. So that has nothing associated with it to me. Now, if you're going to a place, like I said earlier, that, you know, you've used with people, this is kind of what my friend was, was wanting to know, 
you know, like, what do you do? You know, like I said, you got to be selfish about it. But if you are in a situation where you're, you know, say you're, and I'm just making stuff up here, but if you're going to like Christmas, you know, the Christmas get together with your family and aunt Rita's there and aunt Rita likes to drink and you used to drink with aunt Rita, you know, this is something you guys did every Christmas. That would probably be a lot harder. And I would say mentally prepare before you go into the situation. Now, with that said, there's sometimes you will be caught off guard. You won't see it coming. There's no plan for it. It'll just catch you. And those are the very scary times. Those are very, very scary moments where you've, oh, I've prepared for Aunt Rita. I've done this and done that. And then you're in a situation where, boom, someone offers you something and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't plan for that. I don't know. And you'll freeze up. That happened to me one time I was working, and I was working at a um, place in Petoskey. It's this nice RV resort, and I was going around and making sure people were cool, and it was it was kind of hot, and the guy asked me, hey, man, you want a drink? And I had no response for that, and I just froze, and I was like, uh... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm working, man. I, I, I can't drink on the job. And he pulls out a cooler and he pulls this water from this cooler and was like, I just meant like a water, man. I was like, Oh, Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll take a water, man. But like, it was just something I wasn't prepared for. And, you know, thank God it was, thank God it wasn't alcohol and that I was at least prepared with, well, I'm working, you know? But, yeah, getting caught off guard sucks. <laughs> and who knows what it's going to be. But prepare yourself as much as you can going into the situation. Like, okay, if, you know, Aunt Rita offers me, nah, I'm going to say no. I know that's probably going to happen. Just say no. You know, but what if, you know, Uncle Dan comes up. It's like, hey, man, let's do a shot. Celebrate. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, just just don't go there. But. If it's something, you know, that you and the uncle had done, again, it's going to be a little different because you can probably prepare for it and just be very selfish with it too. You know, um, like I said, if, if you're going in there with the mindset that, okay, here's the plan for today, I think that'll make a lot, it'll, it'll make it a lot more easier for you. But um, watch the situations, you know, people, places, things, and just be selfish. You know, that's my advice for that kind of topic. And um, if anybody else has other advice too, you know, feel free to reach out on Facebook and, you know, we'll share that or you can drop me an email. But um, appreciate you listening tonight. It's a little short one. Uh, like I said, got beaten fantasy pretty good. So <laughs> I found myself doing other things today. So I'm going to go catch up on other stuff. But I appreciate you listening. Have a great night and voting happens tuesday that's our next podcast whatever happens in the election man just be cool you know you can only control so much but don't let it overtake you you know if you're a big trump fan and trump loses there's nothing you can do about it same thing with biden if you you're a biden fan and he loses well you, the best you could you know if you want to go hold signs and, and do rally stuff hey that's cool man support your guy but don't get caught up because we're at the end of the day, man, we're all Americans. And just because you don't like what someone else says or does. Okay. That's cool. That's your opinion. 
But, you know, to see people on the news and people yelling and places getting boarded up because they're like, people are going to riot. And I just, I just think that's that's a little silly. You know, let's just, let's just worry about what we can control in our own lives during the day. And, you know, life will be a little bit less hectic. And I'm a Cub fan. I was a Buffalo Bills fan. So I'm, I'm used to disappointment. <laughs> so I'm... You know, I'm I'm used to it, so um yeah, you can only do so much. But again, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you on Tuesday.